Dr. Dunn, Mike DiRocco, joins us now, who covers the Jags for ESPN, ESPN.com. DRock, it was, I mean, look, if you look at the record, you know, 9-8 and eight isn't awful, but that, that doesn't hold water. The, the collapse at the end uh, was tough to see if you're a Jags fan. You talked when you were with me earlier in the year about their offensive line and some issues, and boy, they came back to roost, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, people people always want one reason for anything that happens in a football season or, or anything. It's like, why did that happen? And, and people always want one reason. And, and, you know, Steve, it's never one reason. But if you were telling me I needed to rank the reasons why this season was not good and why they had to collapse, um, you know, I would talk about Trevor Lawrence's turnovers, which were unacceptable. I would talk about the missed tackles on that defense and the fact that they just got bullied around, uh, you know, at times, and the fact that they were blowing assignments on defense on a regular basis, and the fact that the offense was just not good in the red zone. But the number one thing I would point to for this season going down the toilet is the offensive line, especially the interior. You, all you have to do is watch – the end of that Titans game the other day to know exactly what this team thinks about the offensive line, or at least what head coach Doug Peterson and offense coordinator Press Taylor. It's third and goal from the one. They don't turn around and hand the ball off to Travis Etienne to get him to go up the middle to go into the end zone like 90% of the teams did. They call a rollout pass to the right. On fourth down, even though Trevor Lawrence ad-libbed and tried to do the stretch-out play to get the ball over the goal line, if you look at the offensive line, it was going to be a run to the right because right guard Brandon Share um, pulls and starts running to the right. So they weren't even going to try and go up the middle. So it's third and one, fourth and one. Your season's on the line. You need one yard, and they didn't even trust that offensive line to try and get one yard in the most critical point of the year. So that tells you how bad of an, uh, an issue that was. Yeah, uh, and obviously that's going to be a point of emphasis in the offseason here. Um how badly do you think Lawrence was injured, you know, toward the latter part of the year? Did that affect him in, in terms of turnovers and that's, that sort of thing? Yeah, I think it did. Um, by the end of the, like in Sunday's game, the only thing that was bothering him was the shoulder. It was still a little bit sore, but, you know, the knee was, was good and the ankle was good. But the problem was the last time he practiced completely fully with no limitations was December 15th. So, you know, that's the two days before the Ravens game. He gets the concussion, doesn't practice all week, goes down to Tampa Bay, doesn't play great. Um, You know, hurts the shoulder against Tampa Bay, doesn't play against Carolina, doesn't practice all week last week either, just on a limited basis, I should say, and then plays okay against the the Titans but misses some really critical throws at the end of the game. So it, it impacted him for sure, no question, but... You know, some of those injuries you can put on the offensive line, some of them you can put on coaching. Why was Trevor in the game down 30 against the Bucks? Um, you know, and, and some of those things you can put on Trevor. But the bottom line is he wasn't great this year. And with that offensive line and the limitations on the team and the way that the defense kind of broke down a lot, they needed him to be great to have a chance to win. And he just wasn't able to, be, to get there, get to that level. Given all the things, D-Rock, we have talked about in what they didn't do or don't have, I mean, rosters always change in the offseason. I mean, this is still a very winnable division for the Jags, is it not? 
Yeah, I mean, although you have to be a little bit more concerned as a Jags fan because of what the Titans did with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach and those uh, pass catchers there and and what the Colts did under Shane Steichen with with a backup quarterback in Gardner Minshew. But, you know, the Titans are going to find out what the Jags found out this year, what it's like to play against a first-place schedule. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's not like this, you know, they're automatically like, oh, gosh, you know, the Jags are going to be third in that division automatically. It's still a competitive division. And if they make some changes, which obviously they've started to do, and they address some personnel issues, then they can be competing for that title again next year, no question. Uh, when The places we've talked about, um, do you expect uh, attrition in terms of free agents? What does that look like with the Jags? Yeah, they're not going to have a ton of money available, but you know, the biggest thing is they're going to be able to clear some cap space to maybe make a run at a couple of mid-level free agents, especially on the offensive line. Like Brandon Sheriff, the right guard, you know, he's probably gone. Um, so that'll save them, I think, like nine, ten million. Uh Rayshon Jenkins, the safety, he's gone. Um, that's probably gonna save them, you know, six, seven million dollars. Um, you know, th- there's a possibility they could move on from Cam Robinson, the left tackle, although uh, I, I'm not sure that that's going to be a move they make, but they could, you know, they could save $15 million doing that. So there's an opportunity for them to, to create some space. You know, they've got, for a team that, you know, should have been in the playoffs, there's a lot of needs. Interior offensive line, interior defensive line, still need to find another pass rusher, still need to grab um, another get another wide receiver that can become a playmaker for them because they're not going to have Kirk and, and Zay Jones beyond 2024 or 2025 either. Um, you know, and you're probably going to need to find a couple of more corners because the corners on this team are, are, are just guys at this point. So, you know, you're going to have to do some of that through free agency and, and probably better off to, to draft the offensive linemen and maybe try and find some corners, mid-level corners in free agency or mid-level um, you know, interior defensive linemen. Um, but they've, they've got to make some changes. They've got to fix those areas there because if they don't, especially if they don't address that offensive line, it's going to be the same thing next year. And, and you can't run it back a third year in a row. If they're in this situation next year, then there's going to be major changes. And I don't, you know, I'm not talking about assistant coaches. That, that would put Doug Peterson firmly on the hot seat. Yeah, and put Trevor Lawrence's health uh, in jeopardy as At well, long term. Yeah, you know, I'm going to ask you something, D Rock, totally off the rails here. I thought about you last night. I'm watching the Michigan game, and I and I thought, okay, is this Harbaugh swan song? Do you think he goes to the NFL? I do. I, I think um, he's going. Well, it, he's going to. Teams are going to come after him hard, and he's going to have to make. They're going to have to make him turn them down. Um, and and I look, the NIL stuff is crazy. We all know what that is and how that's impacting the game and the transfer portal. Um, there's a little bit more stability and free time as an NFL head coach in terms of not having to worry about recruiting your own players every month of every year. Um, and then traveling to mine that transfer portal. Uh, and he's got the national championship. So, you know, he's got that in the back pocket. I think we will see him in the NFL next year. Uh, Mike DeRocco, our guest here, covers the Jags, ESPN, ESPN.com. Uh, the playoffs are coming up now. Uh, as you look at the matchups, D-Rock, any upset that you see possibly happening? Uh, 
Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not a believer in the Texans just yet. Um, you know, I think the Cleveland Browns defensively, even though, you know, they've got some issues there, guys are banged up. I, I think that's a pretty solid team offensively and, and I like Joe Flacco's Moxie and and a guy that's that's, you know, been at the highest level before. So uh, that's the one that I keep looking at. Um, I'm not real sure about the Chiefs anymore either. Um, you know, they just they just don't look right. That that group of receivers has been terrible all year. They led the NFL in drops. Um, you know, and, and everyone, you know, they talk about the elite quarterbacks being able to elevate everyone around them. And I believe Patrick Mahomes is an elite quarterback, but sometimes you're asking guys to do too much. Um, and I think that's where they are with him. You know, it's it's stop Kelsey and then deal with the rest of those other guys. You don't have to do anything special uh, to stop those other receivers. So, you know, I would think the Texans, you know, who are the four seed, um, so I don't know how much of, a, of, a, of an upset that would be, but I'm not a believer in the Texans completely, and I do think the Chiefs are going to get upset. Last question for you. Um, I think quarterback is the most important position in sports, not just football, in sports. And we see the teams that, I mean, look, Flacco's the exception. I mean, he, here's a guy who, you know, was with the Jets and couldn't, you know, he's the exception. But don't you have to get that pick and that position right to be successful in this league? Yeah, I mean, and, and here's the thing. You, you might, you have to have it to, to keep to keep your job as a head coach <laughs> and a GM. Yeah. You get you get one, you for sure get one bite at the apple. Sometimes you might get two. The opportunity, if that guy doesn't work, okay, we're going to go ahead and we'll go with this guy, um, which is something the Bears may be facing is Justin Fields, the guy kind of thing. But if you don't get it right, you're look, the Jaguars didn't get it right forever. So you, what you have in that scenario is you can have some sporadic success. You know, you put together a really good defense. Everybody stays healthy. You know, the offense plays solid, mistake-free football for the most part. Uh, you make a couple of big plays here and there, and you can have sporadic success and be in the playoffs. But the teams that are in the playoffs all the time and the teams that are competing for championships all the time are teams with elite quarterbacks or at least really, really good quarterbacks. If you don't get it right, it, there's so many, so many other things you have to do right and have to fall into place for you to have consistent success. And that's really what it's about in the NFL, consistent success. It's great to have a year like the Jags did last year, but, man, you got to do it again and again and again. No doubt. Uh, as always, asking my friend, where can people see your work? Uh, ESPN.com. Go to the NFL page, and you'll be able to find it all there. And uh, you can also find it on Twitter, or excuse me, X, at ESPNDIROCCO. All right. Stay uh, well in this storm coming up, and I always appreciate your time, Mike. Thank you. Thanks, guys. You'll be safe down there, too. You got it. D-Rock, Mike D-Rock, joining us here uh, on Sports Scene. Lee said,